Hello and welcome to the Innovative Missional Ministries podcast. I'm Jeff Heisner, video journalist and digital media director for the Michigan District. And today we're talking with Dr. Randy Schrader. Today's topic is going to be about marriage. And Randy is an LCMS pastor, an award-winning author, a family counselor, having worked with over 2,000 couples. He also taught at Concordia Theological Seminary as a professor and Lutheran North. He currently is in the Indiana District and helping parents and families throughout our synod. Randy, first of all, thanks for joining us. Jeff, I really appreciate this opportunity to help marriages. Thank you for having me. Now, you talk about how a successful marriage is nothing more than simple, yet very effective habits practiced every day. Maybe you need to explain a little of that to those of us who don't always practice these habits like we should. Well, and that's a great question, Jeff, and it is simple yet very effective habits. The sad thing is often couples forget what are healthy habits in a relationship, what caused them to fall in love before marriage and stay in love after marriage. And I think of James chapter two, verse 14, and kind of tie that into marriage. It's uh, that passage says, so what good does it do if someone claims to have faith, but doesn't do any good things? And I would kind of rephrase that Bible passage and say, what good does it do if a spouse claims to have love, but doesn't do any good things every day and doesn't show any loving actions every day. And so when couples show and demonstrate love towards each other every day, then that makes a huge difference in their marriage relationship. So some of those habits might include, why don't you give us some examples? The fall in love habits for most couples are meaningful hugs, probably the first very, uh, intimate moment was the first kiss uh, that a couple experiences before marriage, uh, looking into each other's eyes. And before marriage, couples talk uh, for hours, looking into each other's eyes. And then after marriage, those three fall in love habits right there, a meaningful hug, just a plain meaningful kiss, and a 10-minute, I call it, eye-to-eye heart talk. In fact, I call them, Jeff, the three tents. Uh, and it takes... 10 minutes and 20 seconds a day to do those. And sadly, Jeff, I would suggest to you and your uh, viewers that after the second or third year of marriage, probably less than 5%, maybe less than 2% of couples are doing a meaningful hug every day, a meaningful kiss. In fact, I often share with couples that what they uh, couples start doing is the brother-sister hug and kiss, which is just a quick peck, quick hug every day. And that can be meaningful, or or, uh, that's not always meaningful, and they need to do that lengthy hug, lingering kiss every day uh, that can make a huge difference in their marriage relationship, along with the eyes are the windows to the heart. And couples need to look into each other's eyes and warm each other's hearts without any distractions. That's not any problem talk. It's just making an emotional connection. God tells us uh, the two shall become one. And so couples need to every day think about strengthening their oneness in their marriage relationship through time together, talking together, touching together. And some of the things you talk about is that maybe we forget we need to date our spouse, right? Yes, sir. That would that would be the kind of the fourth stay in love habit is date your mate, date your mate, date your mate. I after as you mentioned. Uh, helping over 2,000 couples achieve a consistently satisfying marriage. 
one of the first questions I asked them is when was the last time you two did something together outside the home for 45 minutes to an hour? And usually the answer is a month ago or three months ago, or we can't remember the last time we did something together. And there's something, Jeff, emotionally connecting with a couple when they have a fun activity outside the home for an hour. And again, I suggest no problem talk, like with the 10 minute eye to eye heart talk, Jeff, there needs to be no problem talk all the way to the date, during the date, all the way home. I've had a lot of couples had a great time on a date and on the way home in the car, some, one of them brought up an issue. And then they had a big argument in the car and all the bonding that happened during the date kind of went out the window. And so, yeah, it's essential that couples, if, and let me just clarify this too, and I have more detail about this in my Simple Habits for Marital Happiness book, but if couples have kids in the home, they need to date twice a month for one hour. If they can get out of the home twice a month for an hour, it could be going for an ice cream cone, you know, and just looking into each other's eyes. Couples that do not have children in the home need to date weekly to strengthen that oneness uh, that God wants for them. I don't know if it's a surprising number, more than surprising, it's kind of shocking. Uh, it just shows where we are kind of as a society right now in that 75% of couples are not consistently satisfied in their marriage. Uh, why is that? Well, I think couples believe their marriage is a destination, not a journey. Hmm. Uh, and so when they get married on their wedding day and they both put their names on the dotted line of the uh, wedding license, they think, hey, we're all done. <laughs> and so what happens, Jeff, complacency sets in. They take their marriage for granted. They take their spouse for granted. They take themselves for granted in being a healthy spouse and working at uh, fulfilling James 14, doing good things, saying good things every day. And so complacency is the dreaded disease that will hurt every marriage. And so couples really need to think about overcoming complacency every day. In fact, I always suggest to couples, and I sometimes will have them say this in my counseling practice, I'm being a boyfriend to my wife today. And then I'll have the wife say, I'm being a girlfriend to my uh, husband today. And I have known my wife nearly 50 years. In fact, next year it'll be 50 years and we'll be married 48 years uh, in about a, another six months. And so it, I, and it's not a have to, it's a get to. It's kind of like we're motivated by the gospel of Jesus Christ, not by the law. And so we get to love our spouses. And I get to be a boyfriend to my wife today. And that helps me overcome complacency. Now, have you seen some simple yet effective habits that can save marriages um, from that dissatisfaction that we just talked about and or even divorce? Yes, sir. I would say the terrific three, I call it, have probably saved four or 500 marriages from divorce. <laughs> and because couples, smart couples have guidelines for disagreement discussion. And, uh, and yet I would say, Jeff, most couples, and I ask couples when I see them, one of the first few visits, do you have guidelines for having respectful discussions? We, couples need to avoid uh, yelling arguments, uh, name calling fights. And so the three, big three that can save marriages from divorce the first one is to stay inside the nights. Never have a serious discussion before nine in the morning or after nine o'clock at night. Uh, when our feelings are tender, 
or we're just kind of getting our energy going in the morning or late at night, we're out of energy. The focus uh, is often on attack and blame when, it, when a tense topic is brought up rather than being solution focused. And so couples that stay inside the nines really enhance their marriage relationship. Now, some couples, Jeff will massage that and say, we're not going to have a serious discussion after eight at night because one of us will be tired and, you know, we're not going to have a healthy conclusion. Harsh endings lead to unhappiness, separation, divorce. So we want to avoid harsh endings. Some couples will say, we're not going to have a serious discussion before 10 in the morning. Then the second part of the terrific three is to always be seated. When couples are going to have a serious discussion, they need to be seated because they'll listen better and they'll look for solutions. When couples are standing, they don't listen as well and they end up yelling at each other. And, and I, I tell you, Jeff, I've asked this question over and over. When did you ha last have your big blow up? Was it before nine in the morning? And after nine at night, and couples almost 100% of the time will say yes. Second question, when you had your big argument, yelling argument, were one or both of you standing? Again, almost 100% of the time, both of them will say yes, we were. And so those two are huge. And then the third one, because we want to avoid harsh beginnings. When couples have a harsh beginning with you always, you never, you're dumb, you're stupid, I've got a problem, we need to talk they're gonna have a harsh ending. And so as Christian people, Jeff, we wanna be helpful. And so the four magical words are, I need your help. And that is disarming. When a couple, a spouse says to their partner, I need your help. They have a disappointment and hurt. If it's inside the nines, they go sit down. I always say, and it's tougher if there's kids at home, you can't always do this. If there's no children at home, they can sit at the kitchen table. As in the business world, when there's an I need your help discussion, everyone sits around the conference table, looks for a solution. In the marriage world, I think if possible, when a couple has an I need your help situation, they have a hurt or disappointment, they sit at the kitchen table. But those three ideas, Jeff, have again, I estimate had couples tell me, uh, Dr. Schrader, that saved our marriage from divorce. So when you talk about you want to be sitting down when you talk about anger or, or issues that might pop up like that, how about, do you have some advice for couples when they share their hurts or maybe disappointments? Yes, sir. I think we go to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, God tells us, speak the truth, and then God throws in, in love. Speak the truth in love is what God's word says. And so I, I kind of expand the I message into four parts. So the first part is to say, when I heard this, or when I saw that to their spouse, and this is, again, inside the nine, sitting at the kitchen table. So when I saw you forget to do this, and then the second part is I feel, and it's really important, Jeff, for couples to say either hurt or disappointed, or hurt and disappointed if it was painful, because couples often use what I call barrier wall words. They'll say, I feel resentful. I feel angry, I feel mad, I feel upset, I feel bitter. And right away, that's gonna to lead to a harsh ending. So it would be when I saw you forget to do this, I felt hurt and disappointed because, and then they give their reasons, because we need to remember to do that activity. And then the fourth part is essential, will you please? 
Couples need to offer a solution. In the business world, what is the uh, mantra? Do not bring me a problem unless you have a solution. And so couples need to throw out a solution with, will you please write a note next time, uh, you know, so you don't forget. Now, the other spouse may say, I'm not going to do that, but at least the, the partner who was hurt had a chance to express their feelings in love following God's word and throw out a solution. And then the other spouse, they can talk about it at the, uh, at the kitchen table uh, and have a good dialogue. And again, I go into more details on how, uh, how to have a good dialogue at the kitchen table. All right. I definitely need some help with this next question because my wife tells me I'm not very good at this. And that's apologizing. <laughs> it's, 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 maybe I do it too often, or I don't know what, and it loses some of uh, its sincerity. I don't know what it might be, but uh, yeah, that's it's not my strong point, apparently. So how do we apologize and forgive? Jeff, another terrific question. And I, uh, I, I could talk about that question forever because my PhD doctoral dissertation was on apologizing, forgiving the benefits for Christian marriage, and I wrote 350 pages. So uh, I condensed that down, and, and I intentionally made uh, one of my Christian marriage books to be have a lot of just meat and not a lot of fat, and so I condensed my dissertation down to about 20, 25 pages in my Christian marriage book. But we need to have three parts. The first part is to say, I'm sorry, and I think, again, it's really good to use that word hurt. You know, I'm sorry I hurt you by doing this. I'm sorry I hurt you by saying that. The second part, Jeff, requires humility. And I think probably is the most important part. And that's to ask, will you please forgive me? That is essential. Because it can, if they only say the first part, I'm sorry I hurt you, it can get flippant. I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry I hurt you. And it doesn't mean anything. But when I need to ask my wife, her name is Jenny, Jenny, will you please forgive me? That takes a humble heart. And she sees that I also want to be repentant. And of course, repentance is a change of ways and moving in a godly direction. And so that will you please helps her understand that I, I'm so sorry I hurt her feelings and I'm going to change. And then the third part, it's always important, Jeff, for couples to either say, I forgive you, or if it was really a painful hurt, with God's help, I will work at forgiving you. Because forgiveness for us as human beings is a process. The Bible tells us God forgives and forgets. We cannot forget as human beings. And so the three parts are, I'm sorry I hurt you, by, Will you please forgive me? And it's always important, I forgot to stress with the third part, Jeff, not just to say, well, that's okay, no problem, I'm over it, but it's essential and critical for that spouse to use the forgive word and say, I forgive you, or with God's help, I will work at forgiving. Randy, I know we are just touching on just a little bit of, of marriage and what makes a strong marriage, how we can build strong marriages. Uh, you have a ton more resources that are out there that you can share, including a website. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you have available? I appreciate that opportunity, Jeff, to help uh, uh, marriages. And the uh, I, I, my Christian marriage book, again, as you mentioned, was a three-time national award-winning marriage book. Uh, and I actually, this 
coming Thursday and Friday, September 22nd, 23rd. Uh, I have been on, this will be the third time I'll be on Focus on the Family. Uh, they can go to uh, YouTube. It'll be on over 2,000 radio stations across the uh, country this Thursday and Friday. And then on YouTube, Forming New Habits in Your Marriage uh, is uh, the title of it. And so that would be one area. They can go to my YouTube channel, Dr. Randy Schrader YouTube channel. Just type that in the search bar. Uh, and then uh, my website is drrandyschrader.com. And they can also email me at drrandy at drrandyschrader.com. And I pronounce it Schrader, but uh, I probably should it's Americanize it. It's, yeah. the, it's the old German Schrader, S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R, -E -E with the umlauts there to make it an H. So uh, those three areas uh, would help couples. And I, and I, they could also check out my earlier uh, Focus on the Family Marriage uh, video as well. Well, the great thing is you just don't help marriages, but you also help parents. And yes, I'm excited about that because we're going to come back and talk about parenting in our next podcast. So definitely stay with us. Randy, we want to thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate this opportunity, Jeff, and God's blessings on your life and relationships and your hearers as well. Uh, well, thank you. And thank you, the listener, for making this podcast part of your day. God bless. Thank you.